need him. He's um, recording. Why recording. did you just moan? Recording these nuts. Okay. You know, I like to get a nice sound bite for the beginning, but I can't use that. You can't say these you can, nuts. You can use these nuts. <laughs> All right, well, so I can't. We need a better sound bite. I can't use. That's not a good sound bite. What about a sound nibble? Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. <laughs> Oh, I'm just gonna order the DoorDash. All right, one. Oh, my notes. Uno, one, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, cinco, seis. I'm keeping that in. All oh, right. Okay. Welcome to Triggers and Triggered a Discography. This is episode ten, album ten, where we take a dive into Story of the Years, Tear Me to Pieces album, which came out this year, 2023. And these are your hosts, Shmeef and Kem. Hey man, how's it going? It's going all right. Uh, I'm really proud of you, though. You, that's like three times in a row you've gotten our names right. Like that's, oh man, you, do they give out awards at the end of the year for that? Actually, it's funny that you say that because I have a whiteboard next to my desk, and it's got that it's got written on it number of times successfully said our name, and each time I mess up, I have to redo it. So you know, three's pretty good. Um, it's probably going to get erased on the next episode, but you know. For anyone that had plus three on not messing up, congrats. You just probably pocketed a ton of money. Yeah, the odds on that were, were really long because you normally go zero episodes between fucking up. Yeah, the 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 bookies had that at uh, plus 10,000 odds. So anyway, story of the year is what we're talking about today. Well, or Before we get into the story of the year. Before we end to 67 North or Big Blue Monkey. I had, God, their previous names were not good. <laughs> I like 67 North. Oh, Big they, Blue Monkey is really bad. <laughs> not yeah. great. Um, so, since you want to do the album title to the album, and we think this one's probably going to be a quick one, I gave you the little challenge earlier this week. Yeah, which getting was, out of bed, I did not pass that challenge. Oh, boy. No, which was when... When 2 or one When we did the very first episode, you said, like, three of those Atreyu tracks were in your top five Atreyu songs. Yes, sir. And I went and said, there's no way that's correct, because Atreyu has lots of good songs spread across all of their albums, and they have, like, so many different albums, because they've been a band for, almost, what, 25 years at this point? Yeah. That there's no way that could be correct. Lead Sales Paper Anchor is a good album, but like there are better tracks elsewhere to be found. So I want to I want to hear what your top five Atreyu songs are. Let me tell you, this was the hardest challenge I've had to do. Uh, I struggled really hard with this one. Just coming up with a top five. Atreyu has so many good songs across so many albums. I mean, they they might be. They might be 1A or 1B for my favorite band. They're definitely up there for me as well. Yeah, when I when I tried to make my own top five so that way we could talk about this, I, I started with 20 songs. And it was it took me all day to whittle it down. Yeah, I I'm confident in saying that. So 
They're they're definitely in the top three of my favorite bands of all time. Definitely in the top three. They're they're really good. The fact that I can listen to their older stuff and their newer stuff and find things that I like. So a is, Treyu, Thrice, and Wizard. Do you have? Well, you said top three, and so oh, Thrice probably not in my top three. I don't know what my top three actually would be right now. Actually, do you want me to give you my probably my top three? If you have them off the top of your head, yeah, just because you put you you do this regularly, where you'll put out a oh, this is in my top whatever, and then yeah, yeah, I mean, and then it I won't can... be because there's five things that could be in your top three. Yeah, see, that's off. Can I give you my top two instead? Is yeah, that? I mean, if you've got two, then yeah, throw them out there. Yeah, so I would say top two. I will give the number one spot to Atreyu, and I would say number two favorite band is probably the Ghost Inside. Okay. Which is a very heavy band. By the way, I get to see both of them when I go down to Blue Ridge, so I'm very excited for that. Hopefully they're not shit live. God, I that's that's why I, I can't get into live music, because it's you're flipping a coin every time you go. Maybe you show up and the band's just shit, or they don't play the songs that you like off their albums, or they don't they like they play the songs that you like, but it's like tuned differently, or they do something weird with it live and it's not the same. like ah dude. That's that is a problem I've noticed with um, metalcore bands is that they sound really good the studio version right yeah but they can't obviously they sound good the studio version but they can't replicate that live and so it just sounds like marbles in my mouth yeah it's not polished at all and and then and then they'll just turn the song into like a five minute breakdown instead of like actually having the songs that way people can mosh but like you you're there to listen to music instead yeah. It's, which is yeah i why well, can't get it, into live music it's it's hit or miss it's very everyone hit or miss. should go support your the bands that you like go listen to them live that's where most of the bands make most of their money but like i can't do it anyway atreyu top five songs do you have any honorable mentions that are not in your top five but you think should be mentioned anyways yeah okay let me just say that i wanted to list 20 plus songs in the honorable mention but i narrowed it down to two only two okay only well two. i'm feeling like shmeef today so in my honorable mention i have their cover of the song you give love a bad name okay i don't listen to that it's actually really good i'll check it out <laughs> it's i you would like it a lot it's a it's I, a fantastic cover i like most things by atreyu so yeah probably will and then i like one of their I think it's probably one of their only slower songs that they have, and it's the song Wait For You. Interesting. That one's not on my radar. Do you know what album that's off of? Uh, Wait For You is Cat's on the keyboard. Cat is back on the keyboard. I just want a tray you. It's on Congregation of the Damned? Is that what the album's called? Yes, Congregation of the Damned. It's the last track on the album. Okay. So I've definitely listened to it. I don't have it liked. I don't know what off the top of my head. It's 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 actually slower pace. Like it's a slower ballad, and I like it because it's not like the rest of what Atreyu does. Okay. But their vocals are beautiful. Like the guy has a fantastic voice. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Like it. It's just it's just really good, and it's kind of like a oh wait he can do this too. I don't like their their newest album. That's almost all cleans. Is that baptized? Yeah, it's baptized. But like. 
the vocals are still nice. It just doesn't it doesn't have the energy of a Treyu that I want. So I said yeah. I felt like Shmeef. I've got seven honorable mentions. <laughs> okay. And they are uh Slow Burn. Good song. Right side of the bed. Great song. Paper Castle. <laughs> Good song, yeah. In Our Wake. Good song. The Time Is Now. Good song. Lip Gloss and Black. Good song. Actually, Lip Gloss and Black is my girlfriend's favorite song. I asked her to do a her Atreyu top five because I think Atreyu is her, her favorite band. Interesting. And Lip Gloss and Black is her favorite song. It's a really she, good song. She actually said, so that song and A Vampire's Lament, she's more of a fan of uh, earlier Atreyu, but Atreyu in general, like everybody else, right? So between Lip Gloss and Black and A Vampire's Lament, she called out specifically. Interesting. And then the final one, do you know who you are? No. Well, well so let me just say, so out of all the honorable mentions you just called out, I don't have any of them in my top five. Interesting. Okay, I wonder how much overlap our top fives are going to have. How many albums are represented in your top five? Do you know? Um, at least three. Okay, I have, I have all of my top five run different albums. And so this is going to sound dumb, but you have them ranked as like your number one favorite. And then yes. yeah. okay, okay. the honorable mentions weren't ranked, but five to one is okay. That's that's what I did as well. Okay. You want to you want to open us up with your with your fifth best Atreyu song? Yes. So my fifth best Atreyu song is off of their. OG album. Suicide Notes and Butterfly Kisses in number five, I have Deanne the Arsonist. Okay. And this song plays, I don't know what Truffle does, um, but this song plays so much that it just, it's been every single day on my ride to work, this song plays, and I just jam out to it. I like this song so much. But I will say, though, that their earlier album is one of those things where, like, you have to like how it sounds because it's rough. It's, a, you know, yeah. obviously it's early, it's the first album. Um, it's rough, and but I feel like those songs, the more you listen to them, the, the more you get into it, you know? I found their first album to be the songs that I like on it, I really, really like. And the songs that I don't like on it, I think are pretty awful. I like a majority of the album. Um, and I probably would have put a lot of them in the honorable mentions, but Deanne the Arsonist is definitely my favorite off of it. Did you say your five? I'm sorry, I just forgot. What did you? I have not said my five, but my fifth best Atreyu song mm -hmm. off of their 2002 album Suicide Notes and Butterfly Kisses. All right. Ain't Love Grand. That's a great song. Fantastic song. Yep, I'm with you there. That is not on my top five, but it's a great song. Okay. So you uh you got a, you got a four? Four is off of their Lead Sales Paper Anchor album. Oh boy. And it's when two are one. Oh boy. Is that oh boy, it's in your top five or oh boy it's not? Oh boy. <laughs> it's an it's an oh boy. Oh boy. Okay. What's your number four? My number four. Yeah. Off of Congregation of the Damned. Okay. Gallows. 
Really? I was listening to that song earlier. I like it a lot. I think it's my first time that I listened to it, if we're being honest. Should I have not said that out loud? I mean, I don't know. You, you, I think it's a great song. As evidenced by the fact that I think it's the fourth best Atreus song. Okay. Yep. You got to go to number three? I do have a number three. Number three comes off of the A Death Grip on Yesterday album. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, it's not X's and O's. Oh, boy. Number three for me is My Fork in the Road, Your Knife in My Back. It's <laughs> such a good song. It's okay. so It's so good. What's your number three? Well, I'm taking chalk. My number three off of their album, A Death Grip on Yesterday. Okay. X's nose. All right. <laughs> All right. You're going to be Great. nervous. You keep, you keep pulling the album that I'm going to pick from and then not yeah. taking the song. <laughs> I want I'm just curious to see if we even have a single. There's got to be, there's, we have to have at least one. We have common. at least one. I think we do. Do we have the same number one? No, I can we, tell you right now, we do not we, have the same number one. What is your might. number two? No, we do not. I can tell you a hundred percent right now. We do not have the same number one. What is your number two? All right. So my number two comes off of the curse and it's bleeding mascara. Okay. <laughs> I love how you, I love how you respond to it. Right, what's your uh, number two? Okay. What's your number two? Uh, so. Oh boy. So my <laughs> my god. My number 2 is uh is a song from their 2004 album The Curse. It's uh Bleeding Mascara. Oh my god, we have the same number 2. We have the same number 2. Oh my god. Oh, that's impressive actually. All and right. And I I know that our number 1 is not the same. So Is it is it off is yours off this album? You have to tell me what the album is. The Curse. No, it is not. Oh, okay. We don't have the same number one then, because mine's I, off. Mine's off the curse. I already knew a hundred percent that we didn't have the same number one. Can you guess which uh, which song it is? No, because if it's not <clears throat> right side of the better bleeding mascara, I don't know what I would pick off of this album. The Crimson. The Crimson is my number one song. I don't think it's the number one off this album, so I I don't know. It's hard to agree with. It's so good that opening. Woo! Gives me chills, man. But the reason I knew 100% that our number one wasn't the same is because my number one is When Two Are One off Lead Sales Paper Anchor. I had that at number four. At least we had two of the same, though. Two of the yeah. same in the top five. And That's I mean, pretty impressive. <laughs> Can't, God, why are you in this position? We had a lot of the same songs. If, you include, <clears throat> if, we, if we had like a top 15, the top 10 would be in both of ours. If we had a top 50... Oh, no, 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 F 15, 15, 15, 15. If, can I, if, put, you, if we had a top 15, you would have 50 songs listed. Yeah, I know. Can I do it in a tray one A through Z? Oh, why no. is this, why is this band so good? Like literally, why is this band so good? Should we just scrap what we were going to talk about and just talk about Atreyu? No, we got to talk about this because you have I, you listen to it, so you got to get you got to get triggered now because like uh, yeah, but I'm having a good time talking about Atreyu. I thoroughly enjoy Atreyu. No, 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 tear me to pieces. I would, I will. 
Uh, I would love to do spitballing here. I would love to do if we ever do a Patreon segment. I would love to do a an entire Atreyu discography. I think it'd yeah. be very enjoyable. I did see now. That's one of the ones that I would be down for because it's like a band that I actually like. You'd be down for this sickness, or I would anyway. also be down to do a story of the year discography. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. Can we I'm, cap it at 2009? No, because we, we got to include 2012. Okay. Well, let's start with 2023. We, you'd have, I mean, if you're doing, you have to include the constant. You can't not do the constant. Can we not do this one? No, it's on the docket, and I had to listen to it like 15 times to form opinions. So I also had to listen to it 15 times. <clears throat> so, okay, we're going to get into Big Blue Monkeys, Tear Me to Pieces. That's the story of the year. They you they were called Big Blue Monkey literally twenty five years ago. <laughs> did does this did they like really put out six singles for this? God, yeah, the, the whole thing's fucking singles and it's and what's what's <laughs> annoying is that Wikipedia in the text description of the order they release the singles in, they miss one and like they call the sixth single the fifth single. So I don't know what the fuck's up with the Wikipedia article, but it's not accurate. So I don't know what's going on. What is the point of anyway, six singles? They put out because this entire this this album is made for the radio. Every single track belongs on the radio and not in an album. I don't know. I I've sounded like you already. I'm already I'm channeling my schmeef. <laughs> you want to go back to a trailer or? Uh, I mean, no, because I already I got my notes ready for this. I don't have notes ready for another Atreyu album. All right. Well, let me let me give you two two bits of information about this album, right? Oh. <sighs> Yeah, uh, yeah, hit me with it. Like, you know, maybe then I'll stay awake. Hit you with a brick. So, <clears throat> this is... Story of the year, dude. Oh. Cigarettes. So anyway, this is the first album without guitarist and backing vocalist Phil Sneed. It's also the first new is music... Is last name really Sneed? Oh, Sneed. boy. Yeah, it's really Sneed. Okay. Um, it's also the first new music since Formerly 2010 Chucks. that has... Oh, anyway. It's the... <laughs> It's the first new music since 2010 that has Adam Russell on bass. And then, so the first piece of information right there, right? Tell me how you feel about this next statement, okay? Oh, I'm listening. Apple Music wrote that this album is, and this is in quotes, a throwback gem that revives the urgency of early 2000s post-hardcore, end quote. (laughs) Did that you... summarize my feelings on it? Like, eh, <laughs> I don't, I don't know, Apple. I don't know. I, uh, I don't, can you run that by me again? The urgency? <sighs> Half oh, the album was like a cool start core. I, we, you want to talk about the, the fact that they use the word gem? Gems are precious and valuable. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't, I don't, I, okay. Okay. Before we get into this album, You've listened. You've listened listened. to their first four albums, right? Page Avenue, Wake of Determination, Black Swan, and The Constant, right? In pieces, not in all. Okay. Have you listened to Wolves at all? Wolves is their second newest, right? Yeah, their fifth one is from like 2016 or something like that. I don't know. No, not at all. Okay. I also haven't listened to Wolves at all. 
I can tell you right now that after this, I will not. Yeah, I'm not that interested. I, I hit. I'd be very interested in doing a first four albums story of the year discography. I, you know, I would, I would actually be interested in doing their entire discography only because I would love to just see because there is a clear point where this band fell off a bridge. I don't know when that is though, because like it has to be wolves. It's got to be wolves. Well, if you look at it, the constant came out in 2010. They did a 10 years of Page Avenue in 2013, and then they didn't release anything until Wolves in 2017, and then they skipped all those years until now with Tear Me to Pieces. So something clearly changed. They decided to go in a completely different direction, and I'm not a fan. I, as we'll get into, uh-huh. uh, something clearly changed, and it, I'm curious to see if Wolves was even successful, because why did they make this one? You know, well, I mean, if if Wolves wasn't successful, that would be why they made this one. Kind of uh, see now. I got to listen to Wolves because I want to figure out. If I don't Wolves think you were... you don't have to listen to Wolves. We cannot listen to we like. I don't want to listen to Wolves, and Story of the Year is probably one of my fifteen favorite bands. So like, we can just skip Wolves, and once we close this episode, we don't have to talk about Tear Me to Pieces again. Thank God. <laughs> So you want to get back? You want to get into this one, or? God, uh, yeah, I want to get into this one so we can be done with it. Just. <laughs> um. All right. Yeah. So let's get into it. So the first song, it's called actually called "Tear Me to Pieces," uh, the namesake of the album. And honestly, I think they did a poor job with that. Um. So I'm gonna beat the dead horse in, in this week, right? Yeah, you need the horse. Get it out. Get it out. Let's go. Let's go. Here's my stick. Get get beaten. <laughs> I'm gonna beat the heart of the horse this week. So. The opening acoustic guitar, I think, sounds great. Really? I am, I am then immediately put off by the singing. It's a shame that relatively decent instrumental is brought way down by shit vocals and not anything that I am interested in. Uh, I said for a title track, this is super underwhelming. I said the faint moments of screams get me excited only for that excitement to be incinerated by trash vocals. Um, and for that reason, the song's a 3 out of 10. Okay. I would love to tear this entire album into pieces. <laughs> Can I just say, let me just say, I'll just we're say this keep, right we're now. We're going to keep making that joke the entire episode. Uh, I will give them credit. I will give whomever made it credit. The album artwork is really nice. God, I think the album artwork is, is atrocious because it's literally, like, it's it's Page Avenue again. Yes. No, it is. Yes. <sighs> and, like, half of, like... I know Page Avenue was their most successful album by. Oh, I didn't even notice that until you said it. It actually is significant margin, but like half of the singles they put out have Page Avenue's art in some form. Like, just like I don't, I don't like it at all. I don't like it at all because this album doesn't sound like Page Avenue. It doesn't really harken back to Page Avenue. It's like it's literally just like, oh hey, you listened to Page Avenue twenty years ago, buy it again, but but it's not that. Like it's just. Speaking of that, I'm going to make a comment way later oh. about Page Avenue, and I'm really curious to hear your thoughts. Oh, boy. So, tear me to pieces. I gave it a five. Uh, I wasn't, wasn't a fan of the acoustic intro. 
I think that the guitar work when they drop the acoustics at 25 seconds is really nice. But uh, where's the where's the horse? Because the vocals that immediately follow that really nice guitar work uh, fully embody 2020 soulless radio rock. Yes, no, I agree completely. And the chorus is okay, but like it's just ruined by the verses being just just not good. I I I really want to know who thought this album like in production whether the their label and or the band thought this is fantastic. Yeah. Imagine imagine you go to see Story of the Year in concert and they play this. I don't know though, because given that the art is still Page Avenue, I think their concerts in 2023 might just be a you know play stage play Page Avenue straight through. I that might be what they do because at least they recognize that that's the only good stuff that they have is uh-huh. their older stuff. But anyway, so I wish I could say that it gets better, but we get into real life. Um, can I, I'm going to read you in, in the actual the line that I that I wrote for this song. Yeah, hit me with it. I said, and I quote. Is this Fireflies by Owl City? (laughs) I said, this song sounds overly poppy and awful, and I don't like this at all. The faint glimmers of screams give me hope that the song will have at least a decent portion, but it never becomes anything meaningful. And and literally, what band are we listening to right now with this song? I have comments about that later on. I don't think real life is quite... It's not quite Owl City. It might be, I don't know, Bowling for Soup? Bowling it's got for some... soups heavier than this. <laughs> okay, well, uh, it's definitely. I don't think it's quite Al City. Um, it is definitely Poppy. What did I what get... did you? What I did gave you... it a one. It's a one. Oh, oh, a one. this might be. But <sighs> let me just so let me tell you so. Throughout the last couple of weeks, right? I told you that I did not like this album at all, right? Yup. I want the people listening to know that I actually gave this album a genuine shot to the point where I listened to this album in particular more than I've listened to any other album that we've reviewed to this up until this point. Yeah. I mean, I did only, the same thing with only because the- I wanted to like, I didn't want to just write it off as just complete shit. I wanted to be like, there has to be something good here that I actually enjoy. And there is, it's, it's going to get better. I mean, I will have a positive review eventually, but you know, for anyone listening, I I actually gave this a fair shot. I just don't like what they're putting out right right now. So, you gave real life a one. Yeah. Do you, do you want to guess what I gave real life? Mm, I'm gonna say probably a six. I gave real life a six. Oh oh wow. Uh, and I said if if this was the poppiest, most radio friendly song of the album, the album would probably be pretty decent. Mm, it's not uh i find the song to be inoffensive (laughs) all right with with that said (laughs) like it's not it's not great i'm not coming back to listen to this song but like i don't know if i if you walked into somewhere and it was playing i would just be like oh okay you know if we walked into hollister and i heard this song playing i'd be like is this fireflies (laughs) don't don't lie to me about the song being fireflies or walking the house or that that is both of those things are quite 
exaggerations. This is the song that you would hear if you walked into Hot Topic now. Um, yeah, I could I could buy that. Yeah, that sounds... Only because they've gone so far downhill as a company. That, that um, sounds about right. Okay, After so that... Like, <laughs> yeah, it's not any better. So, I really wanted to like this song. I actively tried. I listened to this song a lot. The opening instrumental had me going for a second. I am not a fan, again, I'm going to beat the horse, of the vocals. It sounds like more Owl City pop bullshit, and I don't care for it. God, I don't know what you listened to because it doesn't. It doesn't sound like that at all. Let me let me just say that the sound effect they have on the word afterglow is obnoxious. That is my one hundred percent note. Is that it's incredibly jarring, and the last ten seconds when they when they repeat the chorus for the outro, and they don't put that digital effect on afterglow, it's good. When they do it for the first two times, I'm like, what the fuck? Did my speakers just die? Like, it's just not. Yeah. I Ugh. I specifically called that out because it it's get rid of it. It's what not. Are you doing? I. Honestly, I, I think that identifies the core crux of the problem with every song on this album is that it feels like it was done by a first time producer who felt the need to go through and modify every single thing possible. It felt like they, they felt it necessary to prove that they could, you know, modify all of the recordings to make them sound better. And it just, everything sounds overproduced and scrubbed and soulless. And they've taken the edge off that, that story of the year used to have that made them sound good. I to, to follow up with that because I completely agree with you. I said that it, it seems like this album was written by the band in 2003 and they decided to hold on to it. So it just feels like they wrote this song when they were all 15 and then they go, when we're 35, let's put this out. I'm going to have more to say um, with, along these lines in a couple, in a couple songs. Um, I think they, they tried way too hard and I think the entire album backfired. What did you rate Afterglow? It's a one. Oh. Okay, I don't think it's quite that bad. I gave it a five. I I think it's okay. The digital effect on the last word of the chorus is just bothersome every time you hear it. Yep, dead and not, gone. What do you not, what do you got for dead and gone? So this is where the the album turns around. Okay, I, so so it's like to, what, like a three? No, to everyone's surprise, I actually enjoy this song. It's on my playlists. Interesting. The screams at the beginning was a very welcome change to the pop bullshit from the first three songs. I said, this song is exactly what I had hoped for that the whole album would sound like. And it's almost a lone star in a sea of crap. I actually gave Dead and Gone a seven. Interesting. Do you... Do you want to go out on a limb and guess what I gave Dead and Gone? A four. (laughs) Did I get my... I think Dead and Gone is the best song on the album. Uh, I gave Dead and Gone a seven, and nice. I said the the sections of the post-chorus bridge where the instrumentals are gone, and all that's there is this like club bass that I'm going to complain about a lot moving forward. Yeah, uh, those are shit. But <laughs> otherwise, this sounds largely like an older Story of the Year song. It sounds what I came for. So, yeah, I gave it a seven. Dead and Gone's I have liked. I don't think it's in any of my playlists, but when it comes on the shuffle, I enjoy it. Yeah, I completely agree with you. What, what about War? What do you, 
What do you war, got for war? War follows that same trend. Really? Um, I, I thought it had a great opening instrumental. It had me hyped up and hopeful for a second there. Um, I oh, actually, okay. So one of the reasons I like it, and it's probably why you don't like this song, I'm guessing, is I said this song kind of reminds me of Bring Me the Horizon for a second. And I said, I love when he screams the word war. I said, it's a solid follow-up to Dead and Gone. I also gave this a seven. Really? Okay, well, that's probably the only time this has happened on this album. <clears throat> You're going to give it like a one, a three? I, I give it a four. Um, let me just, let me just, I, I don't really have a review of the song. Um, I have one quick little note. Okay. This is the second most popular song on the album. And I simply do not understand why people who don't like story of the year listening, perhaps oppressive radio appeal vibes. I don't like the fact that on the Spotify top 10, there is one, two, three, four, five, five songs off this album on the popular top 10. Yeah, they're all up there and they have like a million plays versus the other stuff that has like 50. It doesn't make any sense. The fact that the song 2005 is up there is an absolute disgrace. Oh, hold up. Hold up. We'll get there. We'll get there in a minute. You got to do can't save you first and then you can bitch about 2005. We can't save this album. You got to you got to talk about can't save you. Okay. The opening that can't save you is so damn good. Why does this band do instrumentals so well and they just can't figure out the vocal department? And it's a damn shame that as soon as they start singing, the clean vocals are just a repetition of the words. It's too late for us. I can't. Yeah. I, I hate that. Yeah, that's that. Yeah. For, you know, a band, when they go to make a song, if all you can muster is four goddamn words and you have to repeat that over and over, don't make the song. Wait until you have at least more to say. You know, and so I really want to like this song, but the chorus is just obnoxious. The rest of the song is great. Instrumentals and screams salvage this, and I gave it a five out of ten. Really, I'm very surprised. I actually, I, so let me just say, can't save you. I actually had it in my playlist, but then I listened to it a couple more times. I can't, I can't get past the repetition. I had yeah, to remove it. That's. That's why it's not in mine. I gave Can't Save You a 6 out of 10 for pretty much the same reasons. It's not any better because of the repetition. I I, I said I was going to say this again. It feels like a SoundCloud producer who was out to prove that he could do what he wanted, you know, that he had the skills to do everything, remixed a, a Story of the Year demo track. It feels over-polished and scrubbed clean. It, the, the soul has been produced out of this track. Um, it's okay. Ah, uh, do we? It's not okay. It's not okay. It's, you gave it a five. It's okay. None of this is okay right now. It's okay. I mean, we, uh, we, okay. We, well, next 2005, 2005, 2005. What? Tell me how you feel about 2005. I'm going to trash this entire band. Are you, is this your first zero? <laughs> the hold up. Hold on. So I have nothing positive to say here. And this song is hot garbage that would play on 93Q on the radio. I literally said, this is Jonas Brothers meets electric guitars and a drum set. This, <laughs> this band should have stayed in 2005 if this is the kind of shit that they're producing. <laughs> and 
And here's that comment. Imagine the same band that made Until the Day I Die an anthem of our dying day also made this garbage. I gave this song a 1 out of 10. I contemplated giving it a 0 out of 10 only because it's perhaps the worst fucking song I've ever heard in my entire life. If this is the same band that made those two fantastic songs, that's disgraceful. This this band should have stayed 2005, literally. Yeah. Um <laughs> sorry. No, I don't I don't disagree. I'm I want to hear what you think for my notes on this one. Uh I gave it a three because yeah, I, I knew there was new way you were gonna like this. Uh it's not good, but I don't find it like it's actually offensive. What the hell is why did they make this? I don't think it's that offensive except that i was expecting story of the year if i was listening to you know k-rock and this came on i'd be like that's kind of weird but i'm not going to change the radio station i would i would so this song gets put in the same category as blink 182 well yeah i mean blink 182 has a couple good songs no they're shit do you do you want to hear my my notes for 2005 for 2005 yeah sure how did All Time Low get on my Story of the Year album? <laughs> Probably should have been a bonus track. Feels like it, it's a cover that belongs on a Punk Goes Pop album, to be quite honest. Yeah. Yep. Nailed it. Nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. God, it's not... It's Stop, stop making music. No, like, make the old stuff again. No, no, no. Because like, no, no, no. I know that they're now incapable of doing that. Yeah, probably. So yeah. Just, just stop. This is the problem with great bands. It's it's what you can't be a Treyu. Um, well, I mean, even a Treyu can't be a Treyu because their newest album isn't doesn't sound anything. It isn't would, that. It's, it's better, better than this. this. It's, it's better, better than, than this. this, but it's not a trend that I want to see continued. So, sorry about me. <laughs> can we skip this one too? Really, that's how you feel about this one. The title is cringeworthy. Oh, is that is that true? You. I I don't look at the titles until after I'm making my notes and stuff like that. So what what do you? What do you I will I will make this a com this comment again. This song is reason why I believe this entire album was done when the band was 15 and they just never released it. Okay. And so yeah, I gave it a one. Oh okay. Uh, I I can't. Do, it. I. Go ahead. I give sorry about me uh, a five. I sorry. Yeah, I think sorry about me should have been the Removed. outro track. Yeah, I mean I it should have been, I don't know, a bonus track, but if it I think I think it could have worked as the outro. It it waffles between being an acoustic song and 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 that overproduced radio rock that the rest of the album has going on, and it and it doesn't commit to either of those. So it's, God, it's not. I don't want to say it would have been good if it committed to either of those, but it would have been more coherent. I I, I don't know. I it, don't have. I really wish I had anything better to say. It doesn't get any better with the next song either. I think. I think Sorry About Me should have been the outro track. 
We'll the outro track isn't any better. I mean, it's slightly better, but it's not great. Take the ride. What do you What do you got? I'm going to read you exactly what I wrote. Oh, okay. Word for word. Yep. Hit me with it. Owl City again. Owl God. City meets the Jonas Brothers. I, I guess have I just you, have... Have I you have, never listened to Owl City? Is that what this is? It might be because I have no desire or liking for emo music. And I put emo in quotes. Are you Are you sure? What did you rate brand new again? 10 out of 10. Okay. Brand new actually sounds good. This doesn't sound good at all. It. I don't know if it's just the way he sings or if overall I just don't like it. Okay. Just The, vo- the vocals bother me. This is another one. Just, just wanted to check because <clears throat> I don't... This is literally if Jonas Brothers picked up a guitar and, and made this album for them. It's like a ghost band. The fact that they produced this, spent money on it, distributed this, and then went, this is, we like, this is good. We want to put our name on this. Big Blue Monkey, yeah, coming at you. <laughs> so, so I gave Take the Ride a five. The drum beat that's at 40 seconds is awful. Yep. But I found the rest of the song to be, and Bad. this is a direct quote from my notes forgettably tolerable. I wish I could agree with that. I don't have it didn't it didn't generate an opinion. This is why with this album and with the previous album I had to listen to them so many times because a lot of the tracks I found just just disinteresting. They're they didn't grab me. There wasn't they didn't grab me and I didn't find anything to complain about. I so, found a lot to complain about. The fact that yeah, we had to listen to this one. But like your complaints don't really, not really making. I just don't. I don't know. It just sounds way too poppy for me. I I have no desire outside of Dead and Gone and War. I think the rest of the album falls very flat. So I, kni- Knives Out. Knives Out. I give it a seven. Really? And I gave it a seven probably because I don't know what happened, but I feel like I listened to the song the, the least as if like it didn't exist for a good portion. Uh, the guitar work in the beginning sounds really good. I really appreciate the small amount of screams that are, you know, spurs throughout the song. Yeah. I don't have anything else to say because I feel like I, this one was overlooked a lot, but I liked the way it sounded. So I, gave I it also seven. commented on the introduction guitar work. I thought that was, was really nice. I give Knives Out a six. Much like the rest of the album, not a whole lot to talk about. Um, I, I really, I really just wish that. Why didn't they scream more? Like with the moments where they do scream I, is enjoyable. What I find weird is that if they were going for the super, so if they were actually the Owl City that you think that you've hallucinated them as, yeah. I don't understand because they have screams in every track. It's just mm. like once or twice in every track. Yeah, they do it for two seconds and stop. Right. So I don't, if they wanted to be the Owl City that you've delusioned them into being, that sure. doesn't make sense. I don't know. It's like they can't make their minds up as to whether or not they want, do they want to be pop, pop, punk, or do they want to be post? I, 
So knives out. I have one specific complaint, mm-hmm. and then the rest of the song we can both forget about. Okay. And this actually was present in a lot of the album, but I only really it's it broke past my tipping point in this track. The muffled bass that's in under the all of the quiet sections of this track. Yes. That sound like you're in the city walking down the street past a club. So like you get the you get the bass from inside the building outside in the street. Why why why? Why why? I I really want to know like I agree with you. Did they just underpay a producer for this? Well, it feels like it feels like they overpaid a producer who had never done something before, and so he felt the need to modify every sound so that way he could prove that he was doing his job. Like I like they just did way too much. Yes. Everything feels overproduced. Yeah, it's a damn shame. It, it's it really is. So, use me. It's not great. Um it starts out with some spill canvas made a parade slowness. Spill canvas. Yeah, that's 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 who wrote 2005. Possibly, yeah. I uh, said so this is just another cringe song that the guys presumably wrote in 2003 when they were 15. I said this is a very poor song to wrap this album up with, but given the majority of the songs on this album, I guess it fits. It <laughs> might only fit into the dumpster, but it fits. I well, gave it I a mean, three. It's after a three. you tore it to pieces, it fits everywhere. I would love to tear this entire thing to pieces because it's just not great. Uh, so I gave I gave used me four, and I said you should probably just have cut this song and put "Sorry About Me" as the outro. Sorry. The god awful club bass walking down the street and listening to it through the building is back. God, I just that. They Why? they failed at both the opening song and the ending yeah. song. And they, they failed the opening song even more because it's the title track. See, I think the opening song is... Bad. Better than the outro song. The outro song That's is doubly bad because there's a better outro song on the album that for some reason is in the middle of the album. I'm really disappointed. Do you have any? Do you have any overall thoughts on this album? Can we just? I didn't like it. I didn't like this at all. Really? When you gave half of it a one, I couldn't tell. I thought it was going to be your favorites. I, I yeah. I just I don't have. I I didn't like it. I really wish. So when you pick story of the year, I I, obviously I didn't listen. I had no. This was a brand new album, right? Yeah, yeah. Neither of us had listened to it before. Only going off of the story of the year that we knew. Yep. I think was a. The same kind of letdown that you experienced when you were listening to A Day to Remember, right? Yeah. It's, but maybe even more so because Story of the Year, like those two songs that I mentioned, Anthem of Our Dying Day and the other one, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, I like off of Page Avenue, Black Swan, and The Constant, I like almost every single song. So, like, if we did a discography of their first four albums, the average would be like an eight. Like this, this band produced until the day I die, Anthem of Our Dying Day, and the hero will drown. The antidote. I picked this because I thought it was going to be good, and I was like, "Oh, Story of the Year!" I used to really love Story of the Year. I love their old stuff. They're one of my top fifteen bands. Like, let's. 
Nice, they put out something new. They've been on hiatus for a while. Let's get into God. Like it's I'm I'm disappointed, honestly. This was this was a so can I just so this album gets the lowest rating I've ever given an album on this podcast. It comes in at a three point three six three repeating. Uh it's it, I honestly it it, between the fact that I wanted more screams just because that's what I like, and also the couple that with the, dis- the disappointment of the fact that, like, it's not story of the year. Yeah, they teased you with the screams. They'd show up and they'd scream once in each track, and you'd get, you'd be like, oh, oh, we're going. Nope, nope, nope. We, because, got, more, and we got more club bass now. What the fuck is going on? As I will beat the dead horse again, the, the moments where they do scream, their instrumental work is really good. It, God, it, yeah. It, and I'm just kind of like, yes, that's what I like. Give me more of that. Give me more of that. And then they don't. Their guitar jamming is just amazing. It's all to, to you know, bridge it. It brings me back to when we did Under Oath, right? Those yep. two really good songs that <laughs> Under Oath did. And you're yep. like, why didn't you just replicate those songs across the entire <laughs> album? Why did you abandon what worked? They even picked one as a single. Yep. And it's it's the same question here. Why did you guys abandon? They the band clearly knows, right? The good song "Until the Die, the Day I Die" and "Anthem of Our Dying Day." You know, and the antidote we'll throw out there. The band isn't stupid. They know what their good songs are. Why did they abandon that? And it's it's a flop. I outside of the three songs that I put on my general playlist, I will never go back to this again. It's a hard pass. God, you got you got three songs out of this. Yeah, Knives Out, uh, Dead and Gone, and War Ooh. made it to my, my general I got, playlist. God, well, I think War is shit. Dead and Gone is the only, one, the only thing that I'm going to listen to this from. Dead ever. and Gone is definitely my favorite off this album. I, I know we've complained about this. Just so much, this album. This album. But, like, it sounds there are times when this sounds like story of the year almost all of the tracks have moments where you're like this sounds like story of the year so i like did they mash together songs or something they use a different producer for the first and second half of each like what i there are times where it sounds like story of the year and there are times where it sounds like story of the year's vocalist with a new band in a new studio with a different producer and all I have to say is if, if this is what you're going to produce and maybe someone out there likes it and I'd love to meet that person. But the question to the band is if this is what you're going to produce, maybe it's time to take the hiatus and hang it up because it's not great. It's not uh, this. There's no way this will be as successful as your as your older albums. And you probably would have done more justice not making this. So do you have any recommendations? to make from this album actually it's funny because i'm on their spotify page right now right and yeah. they're actually on tour and two of the bands are on tour with yellow card and mayday parade i actually called out as um alternatives or suggestions i also said um the used actually would be pretty would be pretty good but that was you know if we're talking about old story of the year because well, if you listen to this, I would say go listen to the U's because it's better. Um, yeah, I had I had issues coming up with any recommendations for this just because I don't like it. Like it was, according to Spotify, 
they've called out funeral for a friend the used census fail the red jumpsuit apparatus and silverstein as things fans also like but yeah yeah because that's that's what people who like page avenue like yes and that's and that's the problem like i like all of those and i would definitely you called it out earlier the fact that they used the same album artwork as page avenue just changed it because i didn't notice that before until you said it it's it's it like it's, it's not the same but it's so similar as yeah. like you can't ignore it it's almost disgraceful to the fact that that album was actually good and then you followed it up with this yeah. like your your spiritual successor is actual shit which is a shame so yeah i don't i don't know can, i would i would honestly i would say skip this album skip this album listen to page avenue the black swan and the constant just pretend if you really need more in the wake of determination isn't awful it's just not quite as good as the other three and then just forget you know story of the year has four albums man just they have four albums you don't need anymore and if you do need more this the bands they actually recommend on spotify if you only listen to those older albums fit it fits really well but yeah this one this one might as well be dead and gone because it's it's just there's nothing here <laughs> we tore it to pieces yes yes we that's did that's what they requested so sorry um just like this album we're going to go ahead back to 2005 this has been triggers and triggered a discography closing out episode 10 album 10 and we'll see you next week <laughs>